life-changing radio. We're 99.5 WDCX-FM, WDCX-FM HD1 and AM 970 WDCZ Buffalo. Welcome to Hope Reigns, a show brought to you by Eight Days of Hope, where we share God-sized stories from the mission field all around the country. Now, live from the WDCX studios, here are your hosts, Steve Tiber and Mike Fiella. Well, good morning to you, Steve Tiber, Mike Fiella here this morning on Hope Reigns on another beautiful Saturday morning in Buffalo, New York. Mike, good morning. Good morning, Steve. I, do you believe this? This has been a nonstop, beautiful summer. We finally got there, and we are staying there. Yeah, it was a late start, wasn't it, Western New York? It it's, was. It seemed a little bit wet and damp and, and cool, but mm-hmm. uh, that has changed. Yes, for the better. And I tell Love you, it. you and I, um, we're starting to, to lose those bags under our eyes from the craziness of the last 12 days. Well, have you gotten any naps in since? No, I, I don't nap, but I will tell you that last night was probably the first night in about two weeks, Mike, that I had, I think, maybe six and a half, seven hours of sleep. So. That's great. Well, you always run, what, good. about three hours No, 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 no. Don't hours? exaggerate. No, no, no. I, I get a good five and a half or six. But oh, anyways. Awesome. Well, good morning. Uh, welcome to Hope Reigns. Hope Reigns is a broadcast of Eight Days of Hope. And boy, it's been an amazing couple weeks for the ministry of Eight Days of Hope. And today is going to be really, Mike, the last day that we focus on or talk about uh, what happened, uh, what just started, what, two weeks ago, Eight oh, Days yes. of Hope Buffalo. But what an amazing outreach um, happened right here in the University District. Uh, just um, It just wrapped up eight days ago. Well, I remember sitting here in the studio talking about 100 families, maybe more. <laughs> I know. So that and was then, a go, right? Yeah. That was a go. And then, well, it, we got to get some of these numbers out. It's <laughs> yeah, just they're, incredible. They're, they're crazy numbers, brother. I mean, you, you just, uh, you know, the plan was, and so people are listening for the first time, what's Eight Days of Hope? Eight Days of Hope travels the country, and we help families rebuild after natural disasters. That's how it started back 14 years ago. And, and actually, this month, 14 years ago, a hurricane called Katrina hit the Gulf Coast. Uh, my dad living in Buffalo. I'm living in Tupelo, Mississippi. The goal, Mike, was to help out one family rebuild their home. And here right. we are, 14 years later, still <laughs> not having a clue. Uh, uh, you know, we, we put a plan together, right? And that plan keeps yeah. blowing up, as it did at 8 Days Hope Buffalo. But God has allowed volunteers, over 40,000 now, to okay. love and serve over 5,500 families with free home repairs, with the rebuilding of their homes, with roofing, electrical, uh, you know, putting brand new windows, painting, while sharing Jesus Christ along the journey. It's been an amazing 14 years, $51 million of work, Mike. $51 million. million. That's an million. M. That's, oh, my. Isn't that crazy? I see, I can't. I'm trying to count on my, no, I can't no, get there. You, I can't well, you can do it. You're smart. Well, you, you do <laughs> I don't know. But, you know, Steve, to see not only the disaster relief, but the rapid response arm, the, the, um, the distribution arm, and then I know we're going into some safe houses. We'll be talking about that yeah. in programs to come. It's just amazing where, you, you know, your dad gives you the phone call, you guys responded, and who knew what God was going to do throughout these sure. years? It's incredible. Faithfulness to yourself and to your dad and to all the, all the volunteers that come out for these events. Yeah, you know, I, I love my dad, and, and sometimes I, I might get a little some things a little bit right, but this is really about God moving through his people. Mike. That's right. 152 volunteer leaders, 30 states, 
They range from 22 years young to 87 years young. Mm. Um, they live from California to Rhode Island. Uh, they live in Wisconsin and Texas. And, and many of them came to Buffalo. So eight days old right. Buffalo, the goal was to help out 100 families. Mm-hmm. We reached out to all the churches and the university districts that picked three families that had special needs. Okay. And then we, we uh, had a lottery. And um, 15 churches submitted 50 names. We picked another 50 names, and thankfully, someone had the wisdom saying, you know what, what if more volunteers show up than we expect? <laughs> Let's pick another 50 names just in case we are looking for more ways to serve more people. And guess what God did, Mike? He doubled and tripled. <laughs> well, you said 100, and I, is, is it 375 families? 375 families. Yeah. I mean, it was, well, you did this too, walking up and down the street. And first of all, Steve, for you, open up the registration, unprecedented, you've never done that before. Is definitely the biggest key why this thing. I mean, the last day they were still you were still doing orientation. The last day, yeah, people were coming out. Yeah, so we had almost fifteen hundred people show up. Thirty three states, three countries. Actually, we didn't we didn't do anything. <laughs> God sent fifteen hundred <laughs> volunteers from three countries, thirty three states. They came from everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, our leadership team, Mike, represents eleven different denominations. That is the one thing I always remember about ATS Hope Buffalo first year. When I was up there on the Sunday morning with pa- uh, Bishop uh, Brunner uh, right. over at Elam Christian Fellowship, and he asked me just to speak for a couple seconds, and, and I did. I, I didn't speak very long. But I looked out, Mike, and I saw mm-hmm. the diversity of the volunteer base. Mm-hmm. They looked differently, uh, right. skin color. They, they came from different backgrounds. You had Southerners serving with people up north. You had people from the Midwest who had never been to Buffalo, Niagara Falls right. area. They came to Buffalo to love these families. And you're right, 375 families had a volunteer show up. Well, wow. I'm telling you, I got to go back to that Sunday morning. <clears throat> I saw you uh, get up there, and the fire in your eyes was was incredible, uh, and how you began to just share your heart. And it was like, man, he's he's preaching, he's going for it, he's going for it, you know. But uh, and it, but it had to be Steve exciting. But 375 families being served when when we you know we well, we're going to do 100. Hopefully, we'll do a little bit more. But to watch people. And you saw it up and down the streets. Mm-hmm. And if they weren't working on the house, they were knocking on the door next door. Can we help uh, clean up your yard or, or cut your grass or something? It was just, it was. A, I always say this, it's a movement of Jesus. And I think that's the thing that, uh, you know, other than that day sitting up on the, you know, standing on the altars and, and, and saying you know, just a couple words, I really think that's what heaven's going to look like sometime, Mike. I agree. You're going to look out and you're going to see people from all over the world who are Christ followers on their knees, worshiping, you know, you know, just living eternity with joy, and, and we're going to look different. And, 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 you know, it was just amazing to me. I mean, think about this, Mike. Think about some of the numbers. Families woke up, you know, back, what, two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. 17 roofs were torn <laughs> off and replaced. Wow. A roof like that in Buffalo is like twenty to $30,000 because mm-hmm. you have to tear up multiple layers. And many of these homes had wood shake shingles underneath it. And, and so wow. seventeen, yeah, seventeen. And how about the local contractors, Mike? They came out in numbers. Twenty-three, did you say? Did yeah, you... I, I, right around there. Uh, yeah. Ava Roofing, Turk Masters Roofing, Dalix. Um, gosh, I'm going to miss some. Stockmore. Stockmore installed windows. Of course, Niagara Gutter, one of our partners, uh, installed gutters. Didn't Rotor Rooter come on, out on eleven, twelve homes? Rotor Rooter shows up like on day number seven <laughs> and starts helping out. Salino Plumbing. That's right. Um, you know our friend uh, Tony uh, Tony Sinatra. Uh, okay. Sinatra. Um, you know they, they sent people over. MT Bank. Oh my gosh. Oh, you know man. local lead sponsors. Riches. Cricker Vending. 
the Chapel Community Foundation Greater Buffalo. All those resources were needed because uh, we had a budget, and sorry, we had a budget, and uh, because so many people showed up and they stayed so long, they ate more food than we expected, and they wore more T-shirts than we maybe had thought. But you know, God's yeah. going to provide. Hey, and if you want to, we're, we're about to settle all of our bills. You can go to our website, eightdaysofhope.com, eightdaysofhope.com. Click on donate, and if you uh, feel led. You know, you've seen some of the media coverage, and you want to just sow Absolutely. into the ministry. We would, we would welcome that. We're, it's going to be close, Mike, but yep. God has always allowed us to pay everything within about seven to ten days of an event. So we've mm-hmm. got a couple of days left, but well, um, it's been fun. That'll come through. You know that. You've oh, yeah. how many times you've been? <laughs> Amazing. That's right. So this is going to be the last day that we talk about eight days of Buffalo. But then Kingdom Bound. Oh my gosh! Oh. So five hundred volunteers got a free day ticket to Kingdom Bound, and man, they wore their shirts, Mike. They were everywhere. Well, they wanted that front row seat <laughs> when you when you announced <laughs> wear your T-shirt and you get a front row yeah. seat and meet your favorite artist. I was ready to wear. I was ready yeah. to say. Steve, I saw that, right? I saw that. I saw, That's I great, saw that. though. So, but boy. What what a great Christian music festival Kingdom Bound is, and that was just so much fun. A lot of, so much ministry. I was at the main stage when Reggie Dabbs okay. did the altar call. Yeah. And uh, hundreds. Well, I mean hundreds. I'm telling you, I, you know, I'm not patting myself on the back, but I've been there all 33 years. Mm. And you know, every ministry gets, goes through changes, you know, up and down. But, sure. you know, this year was just like the best it was the upswing was. of, you know, the new generation. Things yes. have changed. There was different worship. Uh, I was in a worship pretty much the whole time and seen some of the worship leaders. I, at one point, I stopped and I said, you know, well, you know, Fred Cassero, the founder of, of the ministry. I always, always see him pull up in his car in tears. I turned almost like I knew he wasn't going to be there. He's home with the Lord. But the attitude, the spirit of it, the, just the, the enthusiasm of the, the worship teams that were in there were right point on, right on. I'm saying that right? Point on? Yeah. Right. Anyway, that was it's great. It's good, brother. It's it was good. good. It's good. early. It's I'm good. still tired. No, you're good. <laughs> I snuck over there. Uh, I am they, and then Rebecca St. James. Oh, yes. And Mike, there wasn't a seat available anywhere. Mm. I mean, thank God, you know, I know you, and, and I can count you as a friend, because I snuck up on the, on, on the side of the tent, and I was just sitting on the grass and worshiping. I thought, you know, go say hi to your buddy, Mike. And um, I looked out, and it was amazing yes. how deep that crowd was. It was packed from the morning that it, it started at 9 a.m. throughout the day. Right. You know, it did a little shift at night because a different sure. stage came in, but sure. that was good. They were they were ministered to, too. Sure. But, uh, so great. the main stage, you know, we had David Crowder. Uh, you had um, uh, Skillet. How can you forget, wow. forget Skillet? And uh, who was the third act, the big big act this year? It was Bethel. Yeah. And you uh, had For King uh, for, and Country. Oh, my gosh, For King and Country. Of right. course, how did I forget that? And so I asked my girls last night, took them out to dinner. My wife's out of town, uh, setting, helping my daughter set up for, for oh, boy. the start of her master's degree down in Tennessee at her new apartment. But um, I asked the girls, forget those three bands for a minute. Who is your favorite act uh, other than that, those three um, what who comes to your mind other than the big name artists? Was there somebody that thought, "Wow, I'm really enjoying this group"? Well, we are messengers. Um, is a group that I, it just blew me. They blew me away. I, really, I didn't know what to expect. I I was a little behind. Maybe a, you know who are they? I know of them. I'm always up on the artists, but they got on the stage and they got on a platform, and there was just a, a, a usherance of the presence of God. Hmm. And and they preached, they preached, and they were they were just really out there, intertwining the scriptures with their worship and bringing a message of hope, salvation, and and challenge. They were really challenging us how to serve Christ and and, and the way Christ intended us to get out and serve one another. So they were they they blew me away. 
enjoyed every minute of it. Yeah, it, it's amazing when you you go to a stage and and you fall in love with somebody and how they're talking or, or, or you know how they're presenting themselves or how they're worshiping. And it was great to see Rebecca St. James back. Oh, at are you about. kidding me? It was it was a sweet moment. Yeah. So I, I'll, I'll real quick Rebecca St. James story. So I I gave my heart to the Lord in 1993, and that year, uh, Fred Caserta later in the year, a couple months later, said, "Hey." Tiber, I'd like you to work this uh, this area called the Grove, and the Grove was some oh, cabins yes. near the, near the highway. He goes, uh, we have an artist coming. It's our first time, first concert in America, and uh, it's a lady, and so uh, you pray with her before she goes on stage. But make sure your wife's there. You never pray with a woman without your wife there. I said, yes, sir, <laughs> no Fred. problem. And so there I am with Charmaine, my wife, and I, and about five others, including these couple little kids. More of them in a minute. Uh, we're holding hands and we're praying for Rebecca. Rebecca St. James wow. played that stage and. And there was probably 60 people there, right? Oh, wow. And, yeah. and I remember her dad yelling, telling the boys to knock it off. And they were their names were Joel and Luke. And, of course, they're for King and Country. Yes. They're pulling wire and playing around and, you know, messing with each other and messing with other kids. And yeah. But that was 1993. But, boy, God had a plan for, for that family's life. Absolutely. Wow. And their dad, Mr. Smallbone, oh, you know him. love him. Heart is this big, it but is. he's got so he's so creative. I mean, he he is the is. the wheel behind them. I mean, I remember when Rebecca first pulled up in a bus at the Buffalo Christian Center. We mm-hmm. did some, uh, uh, I think it was Christmas concerts, and she gets out of the, uh, and he was just so well. Come on on the bus. Let's let's talk about this. And how's how's this night going to go? And uh, Rebecca's ready ready to go. Thank you, thank you. You're thanking me. You know, I she's know, blessing I us. Know. But he's great. He was a great guy and still is to work with. You know, he him. is. Yeah, we met this weekend. I'll I'll talk more later in the show about our safe house ministry and kind of the next steps for, for what AD Hope is doing. So, um, and for King Country, is going to be a part of it. And Absolutely. that's what excites Exciting. me. Exciting. Uh, so we'll see where God takes it. Mike, an exciting guest coming up today. Okay. Oh, my gosh. So this is going to be the last week we talk about Eight Days Hope Buffalo because it's time to kind of look forward. And actually, the next three weeks, Ben Baldwin, John Haas, and Matthew Topper, three mm. great guests coming up. Yes. Ben Baldwin, 4B, uh, down in Houston, still doing work in After Harvey. And then the 17th, John Haas, who's the uh, one of the owners of a... Christian Resort down in Panama City that we stayed yeah. at after Hurricane Beautiful Michael. Place. And then Matthew Topper, if you came to Eat Diesel Buffalo or been to a past event, he helps lead uh, devotions and works with you on worship. And right. um, we're going to hear from him as well. So Just the next good story. friend, yeah. But today is the day. Mm. I can't wait for the listeners to hear a unique story. Something that did not, um, wasn't tied to actually building a home. So, you know, all these homes were worked. 21 homes were painted. You know, 15 homes got brand new windows. Right. 17 families had a brand new roof installed during 8 Diesel Buffalo. $800,000 of labor was donated. My. Many came to know Jesus. Volunteers, excuse me, families and even volunteers. Right. But there's something unique happened during that outreach that we really think the listeners should know. And I know that you've read her post. Oh, my. And um, and I saw it driving by. I can't wait till we start digging into the yes. story. I saw it with my own eyes. Oh, my gosh. And I'm saying, is this real? This is how, isn't this what God does? We come to rebuild homes, and God adds some things. Sure. So, wait a minute. This is why I really got you here. So, <laughs> let, me, let me tease you, listener. We're going to be talking to Holly Hames. Holly lives down south. We'll talk to her in a minute. But I can't remember in 14 years ever having a volunteer have the police called on them. <laughs> And so, so when I hear that the police are here it, with one of our volunteers, you know, your mind goes 100 miles an hour. Right. But Holly's as sweet as they come. But we're going to take a, a quick break, and then we're going to bring Holly Hames on the on, on the show. And listeners, you want to hear this story. Stay tuned. Holly, um, a former meth addict, now a leader with Eight Days of Hope, the police was call, were called on her. 
was mm. called on her. And so we're, we're going to share that story in a minute. Hey, you're listening to Steve Tiber and Mike Fiella. Where's that going to go? Only God knows, right? But it, it's an amazing story. Hey, thank you for joining us this morning on Hope Reigns, a broadcast of Eight Days of Hope. Uh, you might be tired. Kingdom Bound just wrapped up. Some of you served with us in Buffalo, but we're so glad you're here. Steve Tiber, Mike Fiella, here on WDCX. Have you ever felt a kindred spirit with another person, church, or ministry? You know when there's that instant connection with their heart and values? Hey friends, this is Pete Jankowski, lead pastor of Life Church Buffalo. Like so many of you, we became super fans of Eight Days of Hope the moment we were introduced to them. I mean, how can you not? They make God's agenda number one which is to bring hope, love, and restoration to others. That totally resonates with the heart of Life Church. Maybe some of you have yet to make that kind of connection with a local church family. If so, then I'm here to give you a big invitation to check out Life Church this Sunday. Our desire is to make room for people at every stage of belief, to be a community that experiences God every time we're together, to grow our faith in accessible ways, and, like Eight Days of Hope, to devote ourselves to bring the hope and love of Jesus to our world so that those far from God may be brought closer to Him. For service times and information, head over to lifechurchbuffalo.com because everyone can get in on this. This crazy 2019 winter has done some serious damage to many roofs and gutters across Western New York. If you're one of the homeowners who have been affected, repair your storm damage and prevent future damage with Niagara Gutter, Western New York's premier gutter experts. With almost 60 years of service in the Buffalo community, they provide the absolute best quality gutters and service in the area with incredible prices. Niagara Gutter is dedicated to serving the Western New York community and has excelled not only at serving its customers, but also the community it serves. They work local, help local, and give local. That's why they've partnered with organizations like Eight Days of Hope and the Buffalo City Mission. Call Western New York's leading residential and commercial gutter provider at 695-3500. Mention Eight Days of Hope to receive a 10% discount on your gutter service. Or check out their website at niagara-gutter.com. Niagara Gutter, Western New York's leading residential and commercial gutter provider. Welcome back to Hope Reigns. To join Steve and Mike, call 716-883-5000 or 1-800-684-2848. Yeah, I'm excited to get some phone calls today, Mike. Um, if you want to talk about your experience at 80s Hope Buffalo, this will be the last show where we're going to focus on that. So please call in 1-800-684-2848, 1-800-684-2848. Or if you live local here in Western New York, 883-5000, 883-5000. Remember now... We've been on since March, Mike. If yes. you ever want to hear a past show or you hear the show today and you think, oh, my gosh, I wish my friend heard it, you can go to our website. All the shows are archived there. And we have a podcast okay. on uh, iTunes, I believe it is, right? Yes, iTunes. Okay. I thought I was right pod, there. Pod, you, Steve, you're right on. No, I, I'm here <laughs> anyways, to support you. <laughs> any, thank you. You can subscribe to that as well. Love for you to hear a little bit more about some of the stories that uh, we've shared. But this story is really unique, i tell you. Uh, Holly and Adam. Um, matter of fact, I'm going to bring her bring her on. Holly, good morning. You're with uh, Steve and Mike here in Hope Range. How are you? Good morning. I'm great. Good. Now you're calling from Tennessee. Well, um, I would be in Tennessee, but we laid over in Indianapolis for one more night. That's right. So and we'll talk about that yeah. here in a couple minutes, Mike. Um, okay. Safe houses. Yes. A new arm of the ministry where we're going to partner with ministries and help them 
build or renovate a house to provide more space for sex traffic victims. And Holly and her husband, Adam, were in Indianapolis yesterday for that reason. But really, Holly, what we want to do, first of all, we want to get to know you a little bit. Well, we know you. We want the listeners to get to know you a little bit. Holly, tell us a little bit about your, you know, your life, your, your, your married kids, where you live, all that good stuff. Um, yeah, so we um, live close to Jackson, Tennessee, in a little town called Cedar Grove. And um, Adam and I have been um, married for 10 years, together 12. I like to joke, I think I deserve credit for those two years. Um, <laughs> but uh, and we have two great kids, um, Josh and Jerry. Uh, Jerry is nine, and Josh will be 11 in a few days. Nice. Um, now, yep. Yeah. How long have you, and your husband's in the construction business, is that accurate? Yes, he's had his own um, contracting business for 20 years. And do you work, or do you aid him, or um, are you, you're you're keeping home base, uh, you know, in order? I try to keep home base in order mostly. Um, My general focus is um, to be a stay-at-home mom and be available um, for Adam whenever he needs me to run errands and stuff for the business, but um, I also clean houses on the side as just a little something to keep me busy. So when was the first time you and your family encountered Eight Days of Hope? Um, it was the Tupelo um, rebuild trip. I'm not sure what number that was or what year. I just remember um, my husband coming home and saying that he was really excited that he had heard about this Eight Days of Hope on the radio and he wanted to go, um, which is really really not as out of character for Adam because he doesn't really, you know, like to venture out and do uh, new things, especially on his own. And he was like, he had his mind made up, he was going, and um, and he did, and fell in love with the ministry. So, Holly, how many trips have you been on since the Tupelo trip? Um, so he's, uh, this would have been the uh, number seven for Adam, and this was number six for me. And then we've tried to make as many um, rapid responses as possible. So that that was five years ago, Tupelo 2014, um, July. Yeah. Uh, an F3 tornado went through Tupelo and eight days of hope. That was the largest trip up to that point, Mike. 3,000 volunteers showed up in Tupelo, Mississippi. I remember that. The birthplace yeah. of where, of who, Mike? Oh, Elvis. In... Do you do an impersonation of Elvis? Uh, I don't think so. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Anyways, so Holly, you and your husband came to Tupelo. Did you bring your kids with you? Um, actually, the kids and I stayed behind okay. because we um, we didn't know much about the ministry, and I thought that it was probably just a man thing to go and you know do construction <laughs> stuff to help people, and man so thing. I didn't want. I didn't want much to do with that, and um, so he he uh, was going to go. He signed up to go for three days, and um, on the third day, I really was looking forward to him coming home because the kids were still pretty small then, and uh, he said, I, I, I don't think I'm going to make it home. I'm going to have to... <laughs> I'm going to have to stay. And I'm like, stay for how much longer? And he's like, stay the whole time. I, I don't want to leave. Oh, me. Wow. Oh, man. So, Part of the 8 days old family, five years mm. now. So, Holly, when was the first time you went? South Carolina. We okay. dro- drove into a hurricane. Oh, my that gosh. That was my first, oh, wow. first experience. I remember that. It was 
Yeah, it was great. <laughs> so it was great. So the listeners out there, we were going to South Carolina, Mike, because they had flooding. Uh, then Governor Nikki Haley just said, sure. hey, we really need your help. This is the poorest area of the state. They're not getting the attention from the flooding before. Mm-hmm. And don't you know what? Eight Days of Hope, day number one, a Hurricane Matthew hits the state. Oh, yeah. And Holly and Adam and about 1,400 others brave those elements to come in. Um, Holly, so you've, you've been on multiple trips. And, and just recently, you were in Buffalo, New York. Um, why, why, you know, you do disaster relief. Why were you and your husband drawn to come to Buffalo? Um, well, we just love eight days of hope so much that, um, we, we want to, we just thought we hate to miss a trip. Um, it's just, um, it's just that good, that amazing. We've gotten to where, um, sitting still drives us nuts. And so we will drive, we'll drive to California if, if that's where the ministry is going, we just love it. Um, and of course, Kingdom Bound, we were really looking forward to that. We yeah. experienced that last year, and it was amazing. So um, I thought this this aspect of um, uh, outreach this year was really unique since it wasn't a um, disaster response um, and that we were actually just going to go out into the community and love on people. I just was really excited about that. You know, Mike, 57 local churches had yes. people from their congregations serve with us. It was so cool. You had volunteers from 33 states, including mm-hmm. the Hames from Tennessee. Right. Um, what What did you enjoy about the trip? Um, I'm going to throw a couple things out. The people, the food, the environment. It just it, When you look back, and again, we're going to talk about a very unique thing that you were a part of, and that's the reason why, one of the reasons why we invited you on the show. But what, what did you take away from being in Western New York? Gosh, there's so many things. I really loved the local turnout and um, just getting to know the local community. Um, the volunteers um, locally outnumbered us out of towners, and, um, and that was, it was a first. Really great. Yeah. Yeah, that was yes, a that that was really great. Um, I think that's uh, one of my favorite things about this trip was that we were. Um, just surrounded by local people and it just gives you a lot of hope that the the church is alive and well locally and that we don't necessarily have to drive in hundreds of miles to be the hands and feet that we have people close so you have a different impression of buffalo and its people because every community particularly well and and buffalo sometimes out there in the airwaves gets maybe a a thought process or a stigma these people are this good or bad right yeah good or bad so you're you know in the homeowners did you get out to see many homeowners and what was your impression of them oh the the homeowners were just they were sweet just sweet sweet people um we had people you know we circled up to pray to start a job or to finish when we were finishing a job um that the the homeowners wanted to pray for us um they the just really great genuine people in mm-hmm. buffalo new york so while you were here holly you and your husband and your kids were serving and something happened you know we were based at elam christian fellowship and across the street was a methadone clinic mm-hmm. um and you know holly you um you have um, you can relate to some of the people that were walking in and out of that building. Why don't you share with the listeners just uh, for a minute or two your your history, your journey in life, and, and why when you saw the clinic it it struck your heart maybe in a different way than many of us. Sure. Well, um, I just 
I, ha- I have a heart um, for addicts. I just uh, I believe that the Lord has just given me a burden um, for them. I am um, looking at 18 years clean from methamphetamines. Um, wow. wow! I think next in August, August will be the end of August. September will be the 18 um, year anniversary, and um, uh, there's a stigma with that that you you know once you um, try meth you, you you never you never can get clean but that's obviously not true with me um and then i went from um being a meth addict to replacing my addiction with just um heavy drinking and so i was an alcoholic for several years about nine years um and then uh when i met jesus i was completely delivered from um from alcoholism thank god and that was nine years ago so um i just uh, I have um, several uh, ladies that I try to minister to um, at home that struggle with addiction, and it's um, it's just something that's heavy on my heart. To I want to see people set free by Jesus, mm. by the blood of Jesus, because I know that that's um, that's the thing that it's going to do. It the twelve step programs are great, and um, I've seen them be successful in in people's lives, but it's the deliverance through Jesus that people get set free. So you were there, you were getting ready to head out to serve another family in need, and something happened, something tugged at your heart to do something different. What? Share with the listeners what happened that morning. Yes, yeah, so um, just driving by and seeing how many people um, were standing out there out front of that, in front of the methadone clinic, um, lining up before it even opened, um, and then driving, you know, seeing the traffic throughout the day of just constant in and out. I, I honestly have never seen um, that much traffic um, in one building as I did the methadone clinic, and it was just overwhelming to know that um, these people are broken and need Jesus, and they're trying to, they're going to this clinic um, seeking help, and they don't know that there's so much, something so much better available to them so, by Jesus. So how did you work that out? What was, I mean, it's, it's your burden, it's on your heart, you've been there, you want to reach out to them. What was your next practical step in, in reaching out to these people? Well, I, uh, I was nervous. I didn't know how I was going to do it, um, and so I had mentioned it to um, another volunteer, Chandler. Um, I, I just said, you know, Chandler, I just I've been seeing these people, and I just really want to go pray for them. And she it instantly turned around and said, "I'm in. Just come and get me whenever you decide to go." That's our Chandler. <laughs> yes. yes, I just love her to pray for people and love on people she's she's just great and i knew that i could um i could count on her because i didn't want to go alone um and so she said that she was in and um but i still didn't have a plan um up to that point i knew um i wanted to go and the days were starting you know uh, we're running out and um I wasn't sure, did I want to take coffee and donuts? Did I just want to go over there and pray? And I really like to have something in hand available um, to people to draw them in um, when, I'm, when I want to do something like that. And so, um, but I still just didn't feel 
uh, great about going and doing it until I met um, Robin Nicole um, Irwin. And Adam had met them in Moffat, Oklahoma, on a rapid response trip. Yeah, just a couple of weeks, just three, four weeks ago. Right. Yes. And he came home and was just like, I met this couple, and they were amazing, and just really bragging about them and um, how much they love the Lord and um, their ministry. And so uh, my first time meeting them um, was Wednesday night at supper. Um, They had just come in, um, driving in from um, Ohio, and they just have this really approachable look about them, and I thought, I bet they'd, they'd go pray with me. And so I asked them. And they said yes immediately. Uh, yes, um, yes, yes, yes. They were so excited because they said up to that point they weren't sure how they were going to fit into the dynamic. Um, mm. That it, this was their very first um, Eight Days of Hope rebuild trip. They had done the rapid response in, in Moffitt, but they hadn't. They weren't really sure how this um, was going to go for them. And so, and they only had one day to spend here. Um, so they had driven up. Yeah. They had driven up for one day because they, they just had a, um, a new grandbaby and, uh, they wanted to go, um, meet, meet the, meet the grandbaby and, and see the family. So, so is it amazing? So, so listeners, we're going to take a pause because I want you to think already how God has lined some things up. That's right. Um, Eight Days of Hope comes to Buffalo, not because of disaster, because God gave us a vision to love and serve families right in western New York. Uh, we have a facility here in the Northeast now that people and equipment leaves on a moment's notice to go in the whole Northeast with a disaster. In comes Adam and Holly, who have only been in the ministry for five years. Holly has a history. Um, she's been clean for many, many years, but she knows what it's like to be on meth. And she volunteers to come and serve family. She does that, but she sees this clinic, people going in and out. And Mike, they were there at five o'clock yes. in the morning. I'd get there for a live shot with Channel Two or right. Seven or Four, whoever you know, Spectrum, uh, multiple days, and they were already lined up in in their in their cars. But in your explanation, Steve, of how this God unfolds us and puts us together, the yes. church is a hundred yards from the entrance. If, yeah, if to that. that Clinic, yeah, less exactly. than that. Yeah. What's with that? I mean, how does, how does yeah. that get so, other than, you know. And so Holly sees the need. She immediately thinks, who should I ask to go with me after encouraged by Chandler? And God clearly shows her who, and it's somebody that's brand new with the ministry. That's incredible. What happens next, you'll find out in just a moment. We're going to take a quick break here. You're listening to Hope Reigns here on WDCX. I'm Steve Tyber with Mike Fiala, and you, I'm telling you, you got to come back and listen to what happens because it's a God side story. Amen. And that's what we do here in Hope Reigns. We'll be back here in just a minute. We're live on WDCX. Niagara Gutter loves the Western New York community. They've been serving residential and commercial clients here since 1962. Their team of trained professionals is focused on providing customers with the absolute best service and quality possible. Niagara Gutter takes pride in going above and beyond your expectations. That's why they're trusted by the best in the business. They have an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau for 15 consecutive years, an A rating with Angie's List for 12 consecutive years, and were awarded the Angie's List Super Service Award for three years straight. Let Niagara Gutter service your home. Check out their website at niagara-gutter.com to read reviews of their service. Or call them today for an estimate at 695-3500. Mention 8 Days of Hope to receive a 10% discount on your gutter service. Niagara Gutter. Western New York's leading residential and commercial gutter provider. 
Have you ever felt a kindred spirit with another person, church, or ministry? You know when there's that instant connection with their heart and values? Hey friends, this is Pete Jankowski, lead pastor of Life Church Buffalo. Like so many of you, we became super fans of Eight Days of Hope the moment we were introduced to them. I mean, how can you not? They make God's agenda number one which is to bring hope, love, and restoration to others. That totally resonates with the heart of Life Church. Maybe some of you have yet to make that kind of connection with a local church family. If so, then I'm here to give you a big invitation to check out Life Church this Sunday. Our desire is to make room for people at every stage of belief, to be a community that experiences God every time we're together, to grow our faith in accessible ways, and, like Eight Days of Hope, to devote ourselves to bring the hope and love of Jesus to our world so that those far from God may be brought closer to Him. For service times and information, head over to lifechurchbuffalo.com because everyone can get in on this. This is Hope Reigns. To join the conversation, call 716-883-5000 or 1-800-684-2848. We're moving right along this Saturday morning here in Buffalo, New York. Maybe you're listening over the border. Thank you. About 30 uh, Canadians, Mike, came to wow. Eight Days of Hope Buffalo, which was so cool, eh? It, it was it was so much fun. <laughs> they rubbed off on you. They already, did. Eh? Oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> and and Holly and her husband Adam came from Tennessee, uh, one okay. of the thirty three states. And so we're talking to Holly Hames. Holly um, had a past with meth, and she was serving. Uh, she's been serving with Eight Days of Hope. Her and her family for five years. They were in Buffalo, and mm-hmm. we've kind of set the stage for the next part of this conversation, she was leaving um, and saw across the street multiple days a methadone clinic where people were getting help, assistance. They were there at 5, 5.15, 5.30 in the morning. And Holly, you, um, you, you reached out to two people who are new to the ministry, but they too have a past and, and, and ties to helping people uh, with some drug addiction. So Mike was asking the question before I very quickly jumped in and said, hey, we got to get a break. <laughs> um, so God lays on your heart to do something. What do you actually do? You just do it. <laughs> um, it was uh, I, I just knew that that burden wasn't gonna wasn't gonna leave until um, I actually um, did something, and um, it was so encouraging when Robin Nicole said, "Yes, this is the reason why we're here," and um, so the next morning I went and got coffee and donuts and. Um, drove over to the methadone clinic after um, service was uh, the morning service was over, and uh, parked my car over to the side a little bit and set up the coffee and donuts on the trunk of my car, and we just started inviting people over, asking if they would like some coffee or donuts, and then um, and they you know several were coming and saying yes, and then um, asking if they would like any prayer, and no one, not one. It, I think we had maybe one that turned down prayer, but wow, for the most of the most of the people, they were like, "Yes, please pray for me." And um, we were out there for about twenty minutes, and I had r- completely run out of coffee. And we had probably fifteen people standing around us, um, waiting to be prayed for. And there was only three of us out there. Chandler um, wasn't able to stay very long, and so there was only three of us. And I was just completely overwhelmed um, by the desperation of these people and God's faithfulness in the situation because I was a little, I was a little nervous, you know, of um, how people would respond to us. 
offering to pray for them. And it, it just, the response was amazing. It was definitely unexpected. So, Holly, I understand that there was a situation, though, when you got into this, that um, somebody was upset about this. And how, how did... Yeah, about yeah. The something about the police <laughs> the came Bo-po. by, and uh, yeah, and uh, rumor has that you even prayed with the police. But <laughs> Is, wait a minute, so yeah, go ahead, Mike. Well, let's see how this how how did that come about? I mean, what tell us about that situation? So that's true. The police came. Yeah. Okay. Yes. So um, the police were called. Oh my and, gosh. Um, I was. Elated! I just was so excited. <laughs> the police are here. Yeah. I'm happy. Thank God. Woo-hoo. Here's my arm. I just, <laughs> Handcuffs I right here. That, yes. I knew that we were at the right place, that we were exactly oh right where gosh, God wanted us to be, and that the devil was super mad about it. And, um, yeah, so I had gone glad. to get more coffee, and um, when I had returned, it was um, a totally different atmosphere. We were being yelled at that what we were doing was illegal um, and that wow. we were um, on private property and um, that we had to leave and that the cops were coming and was going to arrest all of us and that my ta- my car was going to be towed. And um, I, I had no idea what was going on. And so when I, I, mean, I walked up with my hands full of, uh, box full of creamer and I, I walked up to him and I, you know, I said, um, I'm Holly Haynes. I'm with Eight Days of Hope. I'm so sorry. Um, uh, I didn't know that we um, couldn't be here. Is there a better place for us to go? And he was like, No, you can't be out here at all. What you're doing is illegal, and you have to leave. And um, mm-hmm. praise the Lord, I just know better. I know better than that. And I knew that we did not have to leave, and what we were doing was not illegal. Um, and so I just. Um, I told the um, other two, I said, look, you know, we're not leaving, um, but we're going to we're going to move away from this area. And uh, so I said, we're going to go over here to this corner, which is church property and um, and we'll set up there and continue to pray for people. (laughs) So Holly moves back on to our side of the street. Now, of course, it's not illegal to be on a sidewalk. Right. Um, You know, I I think the frustration was maybe a car was parked, in, in their view, where it shouldn't have been parked. And, and you know, I, you know, pride, you know, again, I'm, I'm not here to point fingers at anybody. Right. I, you know, at that point, Mike, someone came in, and here, here's the message to me. Steve, you got to come outside. We have a problem. There's a man that's very mad at us, and the police are coming, and we need you. Now, for 14 years, I, I get reached <laughs> out on a lot of unique things, but yes. my mind, because when I heard <laughs> Holly Haynes' name mentioned, I thought, why would the police be coming for Holly, Holly Haynes? Haynes? I mean, yeah. she's like Chandler, you know, Charmaine, yeah. you know, Doris, your wife. Right. They're like the sweetest people Absolutely. in the world. How does this happen? Yeah. yeah. So anyways, long story short, you know, I go out and I, I meet the gentleman. And, and, of course, he was very agitated. I've learned in life, Mike, probably not in the beginning, but as I age, that if you humble yourself. That's right. I mean, just really take that, that mode of, you know what, brother? Um, man, yeah. I'm sorry if we've offended you. If we've yeah. done something that you feel has crossed the line, preach that. You know, yeah. um, <laughs> that's you know, true. I apologize. We apologize. Uh, we love you guys. Um, you know, you've allowed us to park our vehicles in your lot every day after three o'clock. Yes. Without you, we couldn't be serving so many people. And I wasn't doing it for for a show or for 
you know, some manipulation. I just thought it was the right thing to do. Honesty, yeah. You, you see his heart soften a little bit, and, and very quickly, Holly had already made the decision in the team to move everything to on our side, on the mm-hmm. sidewalk. And, Holly, you would think by moving further away, they, those those people who are going to the methadone clinic would not cross the street. But that's not true, right? No, it wasn't true. I, I, I was. I got discouraged there for just a minute. But um, all of a sudden, people just started walking walking down the street towards us and um, would <laughs> get to amazing. the corner across from us and say, are y'all the ones with the, or I'm sorry, they didn't say y'all. Are you guys <laughs> the yeah. ones with the coffee and yeah. donuts? And um, we were like, yes. And so they would come over and they were like, I don't know why he made you leave. Um, They were just really, um, there was a a few of them that were um, really upset that um, they said they don't understand why if someone was coming to do something nice for them, that they would would make them leave. And um, it was just the, the people... Um, I met some of the sweetest people that we, you know, we laid hands on and prayed for. Um, there was several people that would, um, as they're walking, you know, walking by us, we would ask them if they would like some coffee, and they would say no. We'd ask them, would you like a donut? And they would say no, and um, then we would say, well, can we pray for you? Um, is there anything that you would like prayer for? And they would stop and turn around and come right Incredible. back to it. Now, now, yes. think, now think about this, Mike. There is a preconceived notion by those who are not addicts that, well, why don't they just stop? Hmm. And, and, you know, Holly, you have a past. I'm not going to share it today, but, but I have a past as well. And, and unless you are an addict, you know, delivered from the Lord, you think back to the struggles in your, in your mindset, you truly don't understand. You understood exactly what these individuals were going, going through. And it just, it, yeah. it, it amazes me, but I don't think the world understands this truly. But the amount of people that stopped and prayed with you, um, those who struggle, they want to do right. Yes, right. Yeah. I mean, for the majority, most of them don't want to live in that lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And, and, and you were, you were, Holly, you were the hands and feet, feet of, of Jesus, Jesus Christ. That's right. You were kind, you were loving, you were gentle. You were generous. You were patient. I mean, I have tears in my eyes right now, mm. swelling up, Holly, because yes. you epitomize what we strive, and so other ministries, you know, strive. That it isn't just the it isn't the roof, it isn't the gutters, it isn't the paint, it isn't the landscaping. It's the fact that you took time away from your life to to serve with mm-hmm. a ministry, and when God opened up the door for you to be real and to connect. You didn't rush to go do your task. You did it. Hmm. You did it, Holly. How many how many individuals did you guys pray pray with, and any unique stories from those prayers? Um. Yeah, I, I think we prayed for about a hundred people. Um, <laughs> hundred. Thank you, Lord. Wow. I love it. Yes. Woo! It was. We were out there from about eight a.m. to noon, um, oh and it was really hard. Yeah, it was it was really hot, but it was a really hard decision to leave it at noon. Um, we could have stayed there all day. Um, we honestly could have. When um, when um, there there was there's two people that I well actually there there's quite a few, but um, one gentleman he was the first um, first man that I prayed for 
when we got there. His name was Vincent, and he was an older gentleman, and you could just tell that he was he was just he was just exhausted, mm. um, exhausted with the the system that he's caught up in. And um, uh, I gave I fixed him a cup of coffee and um, asked him if he would like me to pray, and he said yes. Well, then someone else had come up and asked me for something, and so um, I, I said, "Can you just hang on one second? And so I, I think I fixed another cup of coffee, and then someone else needed something, and so, but that gentleman patiently waited for me to, to come back to him. Um, and what he wanted me to pray for was he wanted a deliverance from his situation. Wow. Um, his living situation was difficult because of lack of means. He was in an, an area where um, addiction is prevalent, and he just he said he doesn't want any part of that life or the lifestyle anymore, and that um, being where he was was incredibly difficult to um, to fight the fight and continually say no, um, and he just wanted a safer place to, to live where he didn't have to constantly um, fight against uh, wanting to use. Hmm. That was really tough. That was really tough. Wow. This is incredible. You know, if you're listening today, there's there's, there's something here that, that really has to be mentioned. And, Steve, you alluded to it earlier. Holly, I, I know that you had to have these feelings when you are under the influence and when you are going through that, you're down on yourself. You feel like you're, you might even have thoughts of suicide or I'm a loser. And here somebody comes that has been through this and forgets right. all of that right. and, and reaches out, embraces. I've got some pictures here of you placing your, your, your arms around people, hugging people and, and loving on them. They feel so down and so out. They know that they, they, they can't get out of this. They want to get out of this. They don't sometimes even know how they got into it. And here you are to wrap your arms around them, love and pray with them. Folks, this is what we need to do day to day to day, not to look down on people, to, to, to reach into their hearts, reach into their lives, and find a way, no matter how they got into circumstances, you, you can't question that, but you can, you can answer the question of how do I help a person who is in need? And Holly, you did this. Yeah. You stepped up. Praise God for stepping up and using your circumstances to serve people here at that uh, methadone uh, clinic here in, in Buffalo, New York. Praise God. It was just an honor to be used by God in such a big way. I just, uh, I don't, I don't know why He laid it on my heart, but I'm just glad I was obedient. I love these God stories that Absolutely. happen that are unplanned. That you know, you don't wake up in the morning saying, "Okay, let's go serve 375 families in mm. excellence and, and not perfection, but in excellence and do all that you can to love on them." Right. And then God opens up a door for somebody, a volunteer, that they see a special need, and because right. of their own journey, because of who God is in them today, mm-hmm. how He met them at their lowest point, they say, "You know what? I can't ignore." Right. Um, I can't just run to the task I've been given because God wants me to, to pour into these individuals. And Holly, thank you so much on behalf of Eight Days of Hope, the ministry, the leadership team. Yes. I mean, who am I to thank you? I love your heart. Um, I, I just, I'm so encouraged 
when 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 you see mornings like that, and again, you don't wake up in the morning at you know four thirty, get there at five o'clock, do a live shot, and think that the popo were going to be there two hours later. Yeah. But uh, uh, I love it. My my daughter's <laughs> Emma comes around me, Dad. I think the police are here. Yeah. And well, she said the popo. Is, popo? Is it, can you say that on the radio? I, I popo? guess so. Popo. Okay. Anyways, yeah. anyways, uh, she says, Dad, the police are here. I'm like, Why do we mean the police are here? I'm thinking, Oh my gosh, what did Mike do? But it wasn't well, you, Mike, this time. No, no. Usually it's me. I know. No. Hey, can I just ask a real question? How? Because I'm not clear. Just, just for me, how did that? When the police first showed up, what was your reaction? How? What was the interaction between you and the police officer? Yeah, I want to hear this too. <clears throat> um, actually, um, the the um, the shuffling everything over to the other side of the street and um, uh, people still coming um, and uh, asking for prayer. Um, I never got a chance to talk to the police. Um, <laughs> the the other volunteer, Rob, he actually um, took care of that, and he sure. said that the police were really um, just laid back about the whole situation, sure. and were just nice. um, they said that um, we really weren't doing anything wrong, and wow. um, awesome. that they they didn't have a problem with what we were doing, but to just keep the peace, um, they asked us to um, we could cross the street. Um, for, um, as far as the police were concerned, we could go over there, um, but they asked, they, they kind of drew a line in the sand and said, just don't go, you know, past this point sure. so that he won't call us anymore. Yep. And, um, and so that was, um, that was as far as, uh, they took it and, you know, they, they said that, you know, they, if, um, if we promised to do that, even if he did call, they wouldn't come back. <laughs> Um, <laughs> no, because great. Yeah. There, there wasn't anything um, anything illegal that we were doing, but yeah. um, when when you came out, Steve, you really did. You, um, I could, uh, I, I saw him laughing and, and stuff. So you really did. You uh, <laughs> just completely changed his demeanor. I, 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 I tried. I thought I, you know, if if I was sweet to him, he he would calm down. But he he wasn't. But you really you you handled that really well. And uh, he was you. he was laughing and cutting up. Thank you. By the time he was walking back to the clinic, but yeah. um, <laughs> we all we all have different gifts. Like my daughter said, "Dad, you're not very good with tools, but you can talk all right." Dad, I'm like, "All right, thank you." Yes. Hey, Holly, yes. we we love you. We love Adam. We love your kids. Now, uh, real quick, because we're running a couple minutes late, but now you went to Kingdom Bound and you had the desire. You, there's there's one artist that you really like that was here. I, I know you like all of them, but but um, you, you wanted to meet David Crowder. I did, and your husband. <laughs> Found a way to make that happen. Now, so tell me, you met David Crowder. How, um, what's he like? He's really tall, and he is. I know he is. A little bit shorter than I thought. I thought his beard would be a little bit longer, yeah. but it, was, it, it wasn't. But it, it's still impressive. Cool. It's still impressive. <laughs> did you get any? Did you get any pictures? Um, we did. Chandler okay. and I got a picture with him, nice. and um, nice. it was it was a nice birthday treat. It was really great. Ah, uh, great. Hey, Holly, we're gonna I'm gonna pray for you real quick, and then um, thank you so much, Holly, for who you are in Christ. That's right. Thank y'all. Thank y'all. Yeah, we we love you. We really do. Mm. The Eighties Hope family, Mike. You meet special people around the That's country, right. and you fall in love with them. I love the Hames. I just yeah. do, and I and I appreciate mm-hmm. that they they love and show grace to the Tibers and and yes. and to the Fielas and so many more. Father, we thank you for yes. Holly. We thank you, Father, for setting her free from her meth addiction. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Father, for bringing her to Buffalo. Thank you, Father, that her and Adam served at Eighties Hope Buffalo. Yes. Father, we thank you for the opportunity for Holly uh, that you presented to her, and then she said yes, Father. She didn't ignore mm-hmm. the opportunity, but she was bold for you, that she had courage, she had strength, 
that she wasn't going to be distracted by the enemy or, or get frustrated mm-hmm. with, with those around her, but that she was able to pray with almost 100 people who came to a methadone clinic here in yes. Buffalo. Yes. Thank you, Father, for um, her love for the brokenhearted. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Father, for who you are and how you bring hope to the brokenhearted. Yes. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Holly, we love Amen. you. God bless you, girl. Love you guys. Thank you so much. No problem. Say hi to Adam. Wow, we are way behind, but that's okay. <laughs> what an unbelievable story, Mike. It's incredible. Oh, I love just, it. Just the way it was orchestrated by God, 110%. It's just hearing his voice yep. and, and, and following through, and it, it works. We're going to take a real quick break, and then we're going to wrap up. You're listening to Hope Reigns here on WDCX. This crazy 2019 winter has done some serious damage to many roofs and gutters across western New York. If you're one of the homeowners who have been affected, repair your storm damage and prevent future damage with Niagara Gutter, western New York's premier gutter experts. With almost 60 years of service in the Buffalo community, they provide the absolute best quality gutters and service in the area with incredible prices. Niagara Gutter is dedicated to serving the Western New York community and has excelled not only at serving its customers, but also the community it serves. They work local, help local, and give local. That's why they've partnered with organizations like Eight Days of Hope and the Buffalo City Mission. Call Western New York's leading residential and commercial gutter provider at 695-3500. Mention Eight Days of Hope to receive a 10% discount on your gutter service. Or check out their website at niagara-gutter.com. Niagara Gutter, Western New York's leading residential and commercial gutter provider. Welcome back to Hope Reigns. To join Steve and Mike, call 716-883-5000 or 1-800-684-2848. Steve and Mike back with you this morning. Hope Reigns after Kingdom Bound, 8 Days of Hope Buffalo. Thank you if you volunteered. Again, for more information about the ministry, 8 Days of Hope, how to get plugged in, it's very simple. Go to 8daysofhope.com. Click on Contact Us. Join our mailing list, and we will email you anytime God opens the door for us to go anywhere uh, like we did in Buffalo. We're coming back to Buffalo. We'll announce March 1st, the next district that God is calling us to. We expect this to double, Mike. We yes. can't wait to see what the local church continues to, uh, to as they get involved with, with the ministry. But it was an amazing week. But, man, Holly Haynes' story really topped it off. Yes, and that's what God does. Puts uh, Eight Days of Hope in a situation in a city and— uh, all the offshoot things, and this is one of them, somebody that was an addict herself gets placed next to a methadone clinic and prays for people. Awesome. Thank you again for listening to Hope Reigns. I uh, hope that story that Holly shared with you encourages you today to be bold for Jesus. If you know Jesus, he's in you. Um, how can you not share that love with the world? Maybe not yes. through words, but through actions. Mike, pray for the listeners real quick as we wrap this up. God, we thank you for what you're doing. We thank you for what you've done, what you've done, and what you're going to continue to do here in Buffalo and around this uh, country through Eight Days of Hope and through people that love and serve you. Uh, in Jesus' name, we thank you. Go to Eight Days of Hope. Thank you, Mike. Go to Eight Days of if you want to learn more about a rapid response, a rebuilding arm, uh, distribution ministry, and now Safe House Construction Ministry. Go to eightdayshope.com, read up about that. We'll talk more about that down the road. Mike, another great morning. Loved it, loved it, loved it. And uh, it's great to be here. And and next week, Ben Baldwin, who leads 4B Rapid, or excuse me, 4B Disaster Response in Houston. You know, they're still dealing with Harvey two years later, and the world doesn't know about it, but you want to join us next week. Hey, thank you to Life Church, Niagara Gutter, our friends at Kingdom Bound. We love you guys. God bless you. Have a great week. Until next Saturday, this is Steve and Mike signing off on WDCX.
Thanks for listening to Hope Reigns from 8 Days of Hope. Come back next week for more God-sized stories from across the country. To listen to this or a previous episode of Hope Reigns, please visit our show archive at 8daysofhope.com.